What is better than a Friday, Zach Blackerby? That would be a Friday with Village Vice. Hey! There we go. That's that's this. That's today. Yeah, that's what you got. And so you're having a great day because you're watching Village Vice on a wow. Friday. Or wow. it's a Saturday and you're binging and you know what? Let's just move on. He's Zach. I'm Brad. And uh, this is a... Um, we are on the suspension bridge of the season right now, Zach. Portal season. And here's here's what I mean by that. All right. You see these, uh, these these movies or these exotic locations, and they have the hanging bridge, and it's hanging by ropes and planks, yeah. and it's not sturdy at all, okay? And you don't expect it to be sturdy, so you know when you walk out on it, it's going to be shaky, and it's not going to be secure. That's portal season right now, and coaching staff season, quite frankly. And so I think if you know that going in, it really changes your expectation. This used to be a lot more stable time of year. Mm -hmm. And it's just an unstable time of year. And that's for most, if not every program all across the country, with very few exceptions. Yeah, before these portal windows, December was, you know, kind of gearing up before uh, before signing day. And then they added early signing day. It's like, okay, well handle early signing day, and then you get to chill for a bit. And they had dead periods and, and things like that. That's not the case anymore. And there's a major issue with the college football offseason calendar regarding eligibility and transfers and high school recruiting and all of that. The issue is it's bad because there doesn't appear to be another option that makes a ton of sense without like really, really changing things. And so we'll talk about that probably at some point uh, during the offseason, Brad. But you, I think you mentioned one of the million unintended uh, consequences with NIL and the transfer portal is the timing of when you want to let go of members of your coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Because I think until you know you've got everybody locked in, you don't want to fire or move on from a position coach because you don't want to lose certain players that are loyal to him or were recruited by him, and that's the main guy they're connected to within the football program. I think you're seeing that at Auburn. Brad, I think you're seeing it throughout a lot of teams throughout college football. And so now that the portal is closed for almost all teams, depending on when your bowl game was, you get is it five days after the end of your bowl game, um, you're going to see portal entry slow down. And I think you're going to start to see some coaching, uh, coaching staff decisions being made one at Auburn two throughout all of college football. Yep. Whether it's a trickle down effect or a lateral effect or, yep. or a trickle up guys are, are getting promoted and getting jobs elsewhere that, that are promotions. Um, there's, there's always a butterfly effect to these moves and it's not over yet. And it's probably not going to be over for, you know, another couple of weeks. And by the way, then you get into the NFL offseason and and coaching changes there. It's not yeah. just the the college game. So which I, I think the overall quality of coach in the NFL is going to trend up talking about position coaches, because I think the best coordinators and the best position coaches at the college level are going to be even more intrigued by the NFL than they typically have been. Yeah. Just talking to folks that are in it right now, there is so much strain and so much emphasis on every single second of your day if you're an on-field coach at the college football level with managing recruiting 
managing recruiting your own roster, game planning, and just the million things that go into being a college football coach in this modern era of college football, mm-hmm. I think the NFL coaching change season is going to impact college football. No yeah. question about it. Sure. Yeah. Would you rather work in a in a job that is uh, really high pressure and there's not a lot of security in it? It pays well, but you're working massive amounts of hours, again, constant scrutiny, but you don't have to recruit. You don't have to worry about the transfer portal. You're, you're not in, in essence, you're not really worried about your own personnel, your own position group and who you have and, and who you don't have. Yeah. Because you have contracts, you know, who's going to be yeah. in your room next year, unless your GM decides to to cut or trade somebody, which you'll probably see coming to some extent. And even if even if your GM decides to cut or trade somebody, you didn't he he probably didn't consult you. He probably if you're a position coach, I have to worry about it. It's like, oh, okay, this this is who I have to work with now. So, right. um, just emotionally and mentally, like your job is to make that position group better at football and at the college level. There's so much more into it. And Brad, some people love it, right? Yes. And, and I think a lot of coaches love it, but I think there are going to be some coaches that are over it, and I don't blame them because. There's no tougher time in the history of college football uh, than right now to be a college football coach. Yeah, I agreed. And I think it's a really good um, outlook for fans to take because I, I think we all agree that you somewhere, somehow, changes have to be made to the calendar or the process or what have you. But as you mentioned, that's challenging. There aren't There aren't 13 months in the year. You have to do these things at some point. So as a fan, your expectation and your outlook on the team, the coaching staff, the program in general has to be a little bit like an NFL assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Let me see when the dust settles. I'm not going to get too riled up about what the the roster is going to look like in December or January. Let me wait until the dust settles and then I'll know who my guys are. Yeah. And then I'll know who I'm riding with for the next season. Understanding there's it's unprecedented change. It will continue to be that way until changes are made in the process. And I just think that's the that's the wise outlook. It's the best outlook as as a fan to take. Otherwise, you're just you're on that suspend that suspension bridge, and you thought it was going to be sturdy and stable, and all of a sudden now you're getting bounced around, and you don't know what to think when it's, it's kind of the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the issue with the calendar is the academic side of it. Cause like there's a time limit. You have to have these kids in school by the time your spring semester starts for Auburn, that's January 10th. And so you have to have early signing period and the portal and coaching staff changes and getting guys in via the portal all within December and then the first week of January. And that's just, it's just brutal. It's just brutal. And so that being said, this weekend's very important because it's the last weekend before all of that uh, that kind of time limit happens. Auburn's hosted a lot of guys this week at several different positions and several different types of players, and they need probably six or seven guys, Brad. I, yeah, That seems kind of steep. Like, is Auburn going to add five or six guys in the next four days? I don't know. But I do think the next week, the next seven days, there's going to be a lot of fun 
and yeah. crazy and maybe frustrating things that happen. <laughs> sure. And which is why I said like kind of if if you're if you're not in it waist deep, well then back up a little bit and look at it bigger picture and just kind of hang on un until that dust settles and and, and watch it, us and yeah. Yeah, yeah, watch Village Vice uh subscribe to the War Dan Pods YouTube page, please. But I've got I've got a few sources within the program and it's so interesting when I when I ask about a certain player I'll get one answer. Yeah. And then, you know, throughout most of the year, they'll all tell me the same thing or they'll say, I don't know, you know, ask so-and-so. Now getting different answers about all these guys over and over and over again. So it's like, I don't know fully like who, how certain players are feeling, but also like, I'm not convinced the program does either because all the play, all the power is in the player's hands and when there's NIL money at stake and a lot of emotional decisions, and, and I don't blame them for making these decisions, but just a lot that can change really quickly. And so um, if you hear something, doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong yeah. because it's fluid. I mean, it's as fluid as it gets, which is also frustrating in <laughs> and of itself. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about yep. more um, portal stuff in the buy sell segment, Brad, anything else before we move on? No, just to, to reiterate the message again for, for fans, for all of us, we're, we're all fans at, at heart, is we have to kind of change the way we view this time of year and, mm -hmm. and stop and take a breath and understand that it's not isolated to Auburn or Alabama or Ole Miss or any other school. It's, it's happening virtually everywhere. And I think when we understand that, then it becomes a little less freak out and, and a little more you know, stable for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Okay. Uh, buy sell time. Buy sell is brought to you by our buddy, Ross Kilpatrick exit realty anchor South. He'll, uh, he'll get you a house folks. He'll also sell your house serving Auburn, um, Lake Martin, Fort Walton beach, Florida from Lake Martin to the Emerald coast of Florida. Contact Ross Kilpatrick with exit realty anchor South for all of your real estate needs. If your New Year's resolution was to buy a better house, Ross can help you with that. Or to maximize the amount that your house is worth, Ross can help you with that as well. Contact him at 334-402-0028. All right, buy, sell. Auburn will add a transfer quarterback before spring classes start. You buy it or sell it, Brad? I am selling. I don't think that they will. I think they're going to wait and see what happens in the spring. And uh, I'm going to stick with what I said a few days ago. I think if they add a transfer quarterback at any point before the season, it will be need-based because somebody else made the decision to leave first. Yeah. Um, I, so I, that's what I think. I, I think I'm selling it too. We did see an uptick in reports of Auburn pursuing quarterbacks mm -hmm. in the portal since the bowl game, but I, I, just, I don't think they're going to do it. I just don't – I don't see – I don't really see the upside in a lot of it, unless like yeah. I think Cam Ward offers more upside than Peyton Thorne does, and Caden Salter may offer more upside than Peyton as well. But I'm just not sold that it's a foregone conclusion that Auburn's better yeah. if you get one of these guys. Like, if there was a Caleb Williams type player in the portal and he was interested in Auburn, no brainer. But I just don't see the difference being that dramatic. Yeah. So we'll see. It's it's we'll like see. a lot of things in life. If you're gonna make a change. 
and that's what it and that's what it would signal. It would signal a change. It wouldn't signal depth, peace, or competition. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I think I don't think you are change. because you already have four scholarship quarterbacks, and right. so depth doesn't make sense. You need to go out and get somebody who you think can start, and you just kind of hope that somebody leaves after spring. Right. Which could happen. That still could happen. We'll so, see. So if you're going to make a change, you don't make it just for change sake. There's yeah. there's ground that would have to be made up. You you have to absolutely be sure that what you would have coming in is is better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Auburn will add multiple transfers before the Monday edition of Village Vice drops. Buy I'll, buy, I'll buy that. And buy yep. it too. Yep. I buy I'll that. Buy um just it's the nature of it, and I think it's a big weekend for a guy. And this is the time of year. People are starting to finalize those decisions of where they're going. The massive number of guys that are in the portal, uh, they're starting to land those planes. Yeah, I think so. Rico Walker, the tight end from Maryland, I think, is a candidate that could certainly pop this week, um, this weekend, rather. Also, um, the Texas A&M defensive lineman, his last name's like, Rakes, Rakes, something. Uh -huh. Yeah, he, he was a rotational piece for Texas A&M last year. Sounds like he stayed a day longer than they were expecting him to, which is certainly a good sign, and that's a position of need as well. And then the uh, – I just want to say his name. Give me a second. Let me pull up the pronunciation guide. He was at West Virginia last year and Kentucky the year before. This is his third offseason in the portal, or second offseason straight in the portal. But – his name is um, Tomiwa Durogie, and he's a defensive end. Um, yeah, I, I believe he is from Nigeria, but he can play. He can rush the passer, and he was on campus earlier this week too. So um, he's one of my favorite guys that Auburn's brought in. I really like his yeah. stuff. So watching watching him as well. And and those are all positions of need. It, you've yeah. kind of gotten the feeling that Auburn wants another tight end. To back up Rivaldo and Deal and and Mike O'Reilly, that's a good room, and they use all of those guys. And Brandon Frazier, we've got to, yeah. we got to include him now too. And then defensive line, I think, is the biggest hole on this team right now. And so if you can get both of those guys, that really beefs up that front. Quality defensive linemen, you need the, as we've talked about before on the show. It's yep. kind of the, the standing order in the SEC. If you want to compete at the very top, and it will become more and more this way. Um, you, you need quality talent and depth. You need eight, nine, ten guys that you can rotate and give you meaningful snaps in SEC play. Yep. All right. Uh, last football, and then I've got some basketball ones. Derek Brown sets the NFL record for tackles for a defensive lineman this weekend. Speaking of quality defensive line, NFL quality yeah, defensive he was pretty good. lineman. He was pretty good. Uh, I, I don't want people to miss what's at stake. Ask me that again. Here, li listen up to what Derek Brown's on the verge of doing. Yeah, setting the NFL record for tackles in a season by a defensive lineman. I will buy that, and uh, with great confidence, I buy that. He's only had one game this year where he recorded fewer than three tackles in a game, and he's had four or more, bless you, Thank in you. nine straight games. So I think he makes it 10, and I think he sets the record for single-season tackles by a defensive lineman. Yeah. Auburn uh, football PR needs to be pumping that out like think, crazy. Think about the greatest defensive linemen, linemen in the history of the NFL. And after this weekend, very likely, none of them will have ever had more tackles in a season than Auburn's Derrick Brown. It's insane. Yeah. 
It's insane. Uh, all right, let's pivot to basketball. You, you said bye. I'm buying that as I'm well. I'm buying, yeah. yeah okay. Jalen Williams leads Auburn in scoring against Arkansas this weekend. Whew. You buying or selling? Oh, it's good. That's a tough one, too, because Auburn's getting such balanced scoring. Yeah, and it's like, which Jalen are you going to get? Which Janai are you going to get? Are, you know, is KD or, you know, one of these guards mm -hmm. going to shoot the ball a lot? Um, you know, Arkansas is such a one-on-one -on -one team offensively. I think you can challenge them one-on-one. -on -one. Jalen's a one-on-one -on -one night. I'll sell. I'll okay. sell, but it's not because I don't believe in Jalen. I'm going law of averages on right. this. I just yeah. think it's mathematically the field has a higher percentage chance. So I I'll, get it. Uh, yeah, I think that's the right move. I'm going to sell it as well. Would not be shocked if Jalen did it. In fact, it's better for Auburn, I think, yeah. if Jalen probably leads in scoring. But if, if it's not Jalen, if you had to guess who leads in scoring against Arkansas, who who would it be? Um, I would I would say Janai. Me too. Because I, I think Me the too. offense has to run through him. I think he's going to get fouled a lot. Arkansas fouls a lot. And yep. so um, I, I think Janai will have opportunities to get points at the free throw line. All right, Arkansas's head coach, Musselman, he will have Arkansas thinking they are playing for a national championship. You buy it or sell it. <laughs> I can tell you're an Eric Musselman fan, aren't you? Um, yeah, he will. Yeah, of course. I buy that with with no down payment needed. That's uh, I'm I'm wondering if he'll keep his shirt on for the entire T of the, the game, time it's, that he's at the it's arena. It's worth asking the question. Yeah. It's worth asking the question. For sure. Yeah, buy, sell. Eric Musselman keeps his shirt on the entire uh, event of Auburn and Arkansas. You buying or selling that? I buy, and that's a tie-in to uh, the Village Vice six-pack here in, in a okay. little while that we'll get to you. But I, I think that shirt stays on. All right. All right. Give some love to our buddy Ross Kilpatrick. He makes buy, sell possible. He, of course, is with Exit Realty Anchor South. Uh, if you need any kind of help with real estate regarding Auburn or Opelika or Lake Martin, uh, give him a call at 334-402-0028. Also stop by his office at Exit Realty Anchor South in Auburn at 1922 Professional Circle Suite 202. Of course, that is in Auburn. Um, all right, we're going to get into the Village Vice six-pack. And before we talk about our friends at Manscaped, I want to throw the, the first of our six-pack at you. Okay. Okay. It is the only football game that I have on the six pack this week. It's the FCS national championship game. It'll be played Sunday. <laughs> that look. Uh, it's well, one. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? It's the well, national championship and it's a football game. We love football here on Village Vice. Well, and with that one, logic, we need to do, you know, the uh, division two and division three yeah. national championships too. You want to do the high school super seven next year? We can we can roll that in next year. I think that would be more relevant. I think that would be more yeah. relevant than what you just brought up. You Absolutely. Don't, you don't want to do South Dakota State in Montana. You no. Don't talk, you don't want to talk about the fact South Dakota State has won three playoff games by a total combined score of one twenty three to twelve. Brad, I just want to put something. So you you just made the case, I believe. <laughs> tell me if I'm speaking for you. That you think our listeners care more about the FCS national championship game than uh than the super the super seven matchups that happen well in uh in our state. Look, we have a lot of viewers who don't live in the state of Alabama. We have a lot of fans who don't live in the state of Alabama. So those people 
still probably care more about the Alabama high school championship. It's uh, it's, it, it's crazy, like what our what what this show does performance wise in I South know. Dakota and Montana. It's yeah. it's incredible. All right, it's fine. incredible. I'll fine. take South Dakota State. Fine, fine. Would you rather watch? All right, you have to sit down and watch one of these things for three hours. Okay. okay. Would you okay. rather watch the FCS national championship or back-to-back -back movies made prior to the year 1990? The FCS national championship. <laughs> That's how deep it goes. So South Dakota State, Montana, bring it on before a couple of John Hughes flicks. Yeah. All yeah. right, fine. So there's you, the you backed me into a corner there. <laughs> I did, and I was so excited to do it. I wanted to do that from the start of the show. So thank you. Oh, so you knew I wouldn't be fond of the FCS pick. One thousand percent. You know me so well. You think you know I legit so well, Zach? You think I legitimately wanted to put our listeners through a South Dakota State Montana breakdown? Brad, no. after after the six pack leading into conference championship <laughs> weekend, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Iron that. I'll wear that. It's fine. I'll wear it. Um, hey, speaking of wearing stuff, you got any? Uh, you got any New Year's resolutions, Zach? That uh, are related to grooming or hygiene or anything like that? N no, you don't, because you no. already have it covered. Because you use Manscaped. Got it. Okay. Manscaped.com, twenty percent off plus free shipping. Um, for for the men who want the full grooming experience. All right. Look no further than Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0. This is a huge bundle of stuff for your huge bundle of stuff. In this grooming kit, you get the trusted you're so lawnmower. Kind. Yeah. Um, you get the trusted lawnmower 5.0, Manscaped's ear and nose hair trimmer, uh, plus the essential aftercare products, the crop soother ball aftershave lotion, the crop preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant. Yeah, deodorant for your balls. Bet you didn't think you needed that. Um, as a gesture for the new year, they're even going to throw in a couple of free gifts, the Boxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag, uh, because uh, they know good and well, uh, most of you are still rocking your boxers from high school, and uh, and that needs to end. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code VICE. you got to use the code VICE when you go to manscaped.com. Moving on. Okay. One ACC basketball game that I want to throw up at you in our Village Vice six-pack, and the rest are all SEC. Number eight, North Carolina at 16th-ranked Clemson. Clemson's the only team to beat South Carolina this year. Uh, Clemson's 5-23 and 23 in the last 28 games against the Tar Heels, but they're 3-3 three and three in the last six. So what do you think? Uh, I, I don't think Clemson wins. I'm going to go against mm. Clemson in this one. Okay, I'm going to go with Clemson at home. Okay. I think they'll have a winning record against Carolina in a seven-game span for probably the first time ever. All right, now to the SEC stuff. Number six, Kentucky is at Florida. Ken Palm projections have Kentucky winning by one. Kentucky has been probably the most impressive team in the SEC outside of Neville Arena this year. Kentucky's been great, and, mm -hmm. and they've, they've really shown up in big games so far. Yep. That North Carolina matchup was pretty eye-opening, as well as when they played Miami as part of that SEC-ACC challenge. So, yeah, sign me up for Kentucky. I think Kentucky goes on the road and, and continues to make statements and prove that they're a top-10 team. If they win this game, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with all conference 
play long. Give me Florida. Give me Florida with the upset at home in this. Florida's three losses are to Virginia by three, Baylor by four, and then they slipped up on the road at Wake Forest. Every team's going to have a game where they slip up and lose a game they shouldn't. I I think they'll be ready for Kentucky. So give me Florida. Mississippi, Mississippi State is at South Carolina. And now this is a game that in years past you just wouldn't have cared about. I think it's worth some attention. State's 11 and 2. They've only allowed 10 teams to score 70 points in the last year and a half under Chris Jans. South Carolina has won their eight home games by an average of 18 and a half points per game. Mississippi State at South Carolina. Who is I'm I'm looking to see who Mississippi State has played. Just give me just give me a moment here. Sure. Just give me a moment. <laughs> we do a lot of prep here on this show. Clearly. They've beaten Arizona State. They've beaten Washington State, Northwestern, uh, Rutgers. Those are their that, name wins on yeah. their schedule this year. Their two losses are Georgia Tech, and they somehow lost to Southern by one. Give me South Carolina. All right. South Carolina's uh, marquee wins. They beat Virginia Tech by two. They beat Notre Dame by 12. Uh, they went on the road and won at East Carolina by six. It's not the most challenging schedule. Their only loss was by five at Clemson. Mm-hmm. For that reason, I'm going to go South Carolina at home. Hey, we agree on one. All right. Uh, number 22 Ole Miss is at fifth-ranked Tennessee. Rebels have not played that challenging a schedule. But they're the only undefeated team left in the SEC. Chris Beard, we know he can coach. Mm-hmm. He can coach his tail off. Alan Flanagan having a good start to the season there. Our, bu- our buddy Al. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee's one and three against ranked teams this year. I'm going to take Tennessee here. I'm not a believer in what Ole Miss is doing. And I will make the argument that it's better for Auburn if Ole Miss wins this because they come to Neville Arena in just a few games, and I think that would be awesome for them to be undefeated and coming into Neville. But I think Tennessee wins. I think Tennessee's a better basketball team, but better for Auburn if Ole Miss wins. Yeah. Uh, looking at Ole Miss's schedule, whew, they've uh, their best wins are by three over Memphis, and they beat NC State by 20. Not a lot of tests Memphis, otherwise. And Memphis is a decent team. I mean, that's a yeah. solid one. Sure. Uh, otherwise, not a lot of big tests. So right. I, I think Tennessee is more battle-tested. I think they'll win the game. Now, the uh, the Kim Palm uh, stats predict Auburn beating Arkansas by five. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In Fayetteville. A place where Auburn's only won like six, seven times ever. Now, yeah. Got a couple of them. Sure. That's tough to win there, man. It's tough to win there. I I think, I think Arkansas wins and it's going to be painful and it's going to be sad. And I hope I'm really, really wrong. I like starting conference play in Fayetteville. There's not a lot of tougher environments you're going to be in this year. You're right. Go ahead and get to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we I asked Coach Pearl on Tiger Talk last night if he like and he goes no I'd rather start at home against the team picked 14th and sometimes he's kind of tongue in cheek I don't I think I think he was serious about that but <clears throat> I kind of like it I kind of like it let's see where you measure up on the road big time test you know the the two losses Auburn had this year it learned valuable lessons in both sure 
about closing games and about preparing for games. This likely won't be a 20-point win. You're going to be tested down the stretch in crunch time of this game. Oh my gosh, but if it is, though, and Auburn's on the right side of it, I mean, wouldn't that be a statement? Wouldn't that yeah. be incredible? Because yeah. then I kind of I kind of love Auburn's schedule until they host Alabama. Yeah, I do too. And um, I, I think the depth, I think the freshness of guys like Chad Baker-Mazzara coming off the bench makes a difference. Um, Janai's got to hit his free throw. I think Janai Broom probably has 10 free throw attempts in this game or more. Got to make them. Critical. Yeah. Critical to make them. But Even better down the stretch and as, making those free throws. Right. You mentioned the the freshness of Chad Baker Mazar. Would you say he's the most fresh on the team, or would you give most fresh to somebody else on this roster? I think I'd give him I'd give him all the designation of most fresh. All of them? All okay. of them. Because right. look, Janai is leading in minutes played per game at 23. That's crazy to be this far into the season and one of your and your main frontline guy in 23 minutes a game. Curious so, to see what that looks like in SEC in the first four or five games of SEC yeah. play. Yeah, you know. I I don't think it changes a whole lot unless the the reserves coming in the bench guys are just not effective. Mm -hmm. um, it's possible, but there's not a lot of evidence. Where they're not they've been not not been a lot of games where they haven't been effective. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I that's like right. Auburn. In, in other words, like I always will, I'm gonna pick Auburn to to win the game. I think it's a massive statement that they can make on the road, and I think they will. Does that do it for the six-pack, my friend? That's it. That's the six-pack. Close her up. Fantastic. Uh, Brad, that about does it for uh, today's show. We'll be back on Monday. We will. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Have a great weekend. And remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours.